0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode five of the Fantasy Physio Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Kenton, doctor of physical therapy, joined by none other than Kramer
1: Jackieback, doctor of physical therapy. We have
0: the best show yet for you. It's fallout. It's dark by 7 p.m. The injury report is getting longer and longer. You hate to see both of those things, Kramer, don't you? You hate to see it, but we do love to talk about what it. What do we got on the list today? So far, we on the
1: list, we have a couple ankle injuries. A lot of ankles. Uh, we got some clavicle injuries. A lot of clavicles. All right, various clavicles. Injuries. Go up and down and, that clavicle. And we have one major injury to talk about one by none other than a, let's just say he's a uh, pretty
0: prominent receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. Controversial receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. But before we get to all that good juicy clavicle ankle injuries, we hate to say it, man. We really do. We do
1: hate to say it, but but we love
0: to say it. We hate, but love to say that we told you so.
1: We told you so on multiple occasions so far. Darius Geis. Darius Geis. Gosh, who else we got? We got Darius Geis on the list. We got AJ Green. AJ Green on the list. Todd Gurley. We got Todd Gurley the third on the list. The third. Um, I believe that's it so far. We, but were, we were going. To, we were like five. Or we five. have we we're, have a couple more. You know, we're not going to even touch on them We don't yeah, even. Exactly. You know, those were really like those exactly. were a little. Those were some layups those, are, some layups. those those are the major three right now. You know, some people that were doubting us can eat their humble pie this if week. I was ready pie. to. I must say, I was ready to eat my humble uh, pie. Please. I'm okay. To, I'm okay I'm wrong once in a while. No, I'm never. okay with it. But you know what? we're not going to do it this time. <laughs> not because this week.
0: My lord. This is not guys, the hill we die on. the you guys, listen, day.
1: If you guys listen to us so far in uh, the first four podcasts, uh, we're, we're batting a solid 100% on some uh, injury risk players. So uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit.
0: Start with Darius Geis. Darius Juice. I didn't say his name. Doesn't matter now.
1: So Darius Geis, uh, recently uh, per his last report, he's dealing with a meniscus injury. Hopes to return in a few weeks. And that's the best case scenario. Best case. But there looking for some more clarity on his knee um they're getting an mri done um he's definitely gonna be out for a couple weeks though adrian peterson's gonna be active for sunday you know you'll, you'll love to see a great guy getting back into wonderful
0: family man you know, family
1: man a real father figure than adrian peterson but um Sorry. we're gonna go child back abuse to, isn't funny guys but back to back to darius guys um I mean, the first one, we hate to say we told we you so. We hate to say we
0: told you so, but um, we told you so.
1: Darius Geis, is a, uh, he, he has, he has uh, some, some some awards under his belt so far to this recap, year.
0: Recap, he had the ACL injury and repair last preseason, which got infected. I believe he had to have another surgery. This preseason, he had a hamstring strain in July. We said he's going to be an injury machine. Injury machine.
1: We said, do not touch. That is a direct quote. Craver. Do not touch. He was an injury
0: machine. How many red flags did you give Darius Guys back then?
1: Not only did I give Darius Guys eighteen thousand red flags, hundred percent, but he was the first red the
0: flag first recipient of our podcast. Red flag, the inaugural, recipient. the inaugural, and that's
1: what I was going at with the awards. There, I was talking about he had a couple of awards under his belt. That that's number that's number one award that, as far as we're concerned right now. Yeah. All right, we said, and our, our, we also said, check back in a couple months is to see whether we're right or wrong. And um, I hate to say, you know, check more like a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple weeks, and we're already hearing these these injury the injury mills going with Darius guys um you know we were talking hamstring but you know he had other things going on maybe yeah. this is a compensatory issue is. and uh you know that's what we're dealing with now so Darius guys, you know hope for a speedy recovery and a return but um that's that's number one on our I list mean, you go up against that stout Eagles
0: defense uh, yeah, I mean the, the, I, feel, I feel bad for the guy I really do
1: knees will be busted up yeah
0: all right and then next up next up on the hate to say it but love to say it, list. I like that as a
1: segment. I uh, hate <laughs> yeah. hate to say it, but love to say it. I I think think segment. That. Hate to say, it, but love to say I it. think we're gonna have to have that moving forward. Now that we got the NFL season going, and we got we got some injuries to go. because yeah, like we really do
0: hate to say it. Never like seeing anybody get injured.
1: I'd say like we hate to say it, but we love to talk about it because we are just you know we're rehab nerds. We love we love reading about injuries and recoveries totally. and all this stuff and you know what they can do to get back better faster. But um, but in this case, it's the opposite. Oh, it sure is. Sure, it sure, <laughs> it sure is. is. Todd the God, Gurley the How third. How
0: did he do this? Weekend, you know, China. he didn't
1: do that bad. You know, averaging six point nine yards per carry, had 103 yards from scrimmage. That's... You know, he had a couple TDs uh, robbed from him. You know, he yeah. lost, lost out on some
0: goal, goal line carries, yeah. but a
1: very productive week from very the arthri- from week. the arthritic. Six point nine
0: Tagu- yards per carry is that good?
1: I think it's pretty good.
0: It's like almost a first down every carry. But I, I know, guess that's pretty good. Know, it's like 70% of the yeah. way there, you know. It's not
1: not too bad. Um so, you know, uh, maybe some maybe some of the narps out there that were talking about that arthritis in his knee being such a hindrance can Def. Eat their humble pie this humble week. Humble
0: pie for free this week.
1: For free. We'll we'll provide that humble pie for you. <laughs> we'll make it. I like blueberry. Uh
0: speaking of running backs, what do you have Other fantasy relevant running backs that got banged up this week. Let's start with more severe. We'll go to less severe.
1: So we'll start with more severe. We'll talk Tevin
0: Coleman. Tevin Coleman. All
1: right. Tevin Coleman had a high ankle sprain. And what we, does that
0: mean? For we the talked about out that there?
1: earlier in the podcast, uh, episode two-ish. We talked about um, high ankle sprains and them being a sprain of the uh, ligament that's a little higher in the ankle. It's called the syndesmosis. It basically joins the tibia and the fibula together. Those are the bones
0: in your lower leg. Um, Tevin Coleman suffered one of those injuries. It's a pretty extensive network of of. Um I guess there's ligaments, right? It's kind of like bony, fibrous ligaments in between the tibia and the fibula.
1: It's very tough and fibrous, but it can be, uh, football players are prone to it when they land hard on a foot and their ankle flexes up, under their body weight.
0: basically if their knee goes way over their toe. Yep. Sometimes the twisting some, motion will, will tweak it as sometimes well. Sometimes
1: the twisting motion and like while they're getting tackled if their foot's planted in the ground, they're a little more prone to this right. as well. Right. Um, so these these ankle injuries are pretty significant. Um, Tevin Coleman they said that they're undergoing further tests for it. Um, which That's I, a little concerning. A little concerning because typically like a high ankle sprain it's a pretty like it's pretty rel- pretty pretty routine. Relatively diagnosis. straightforward diagnosis. Yeah. Exactly. So when we say they're going undergoing more tests for it what are we worried about
0: Um, I mean I've never seen a high ankle sprain like a really severe one before usually it's like mild moderate and most NFL players like they'll be in that department sometimes it'll linger for you know a couple more weeks Mm -hmm. but if they're under if they're really MRIing it and doing more and more tests for it like that's Again, that's very concerning because we're worried about separation of the bones. Like exactly. I said, those we're gonna, we're
1: worried about stability of the ankle. Right.
0: So where this is beyond like football. This is like, uh, it's one of those you know could be one of those injuries that's like, is this going to you know really affect his career? Mm-hmm. Let alone yeah, know. totally. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to put rumors out there. He might not play the rest of the season. But like, right. if if they're really doing the yeah some serious diagnostics with it. That yeah. just seems a little unusual, a little uncommon for... yeah.
1: Usually usually those just say, "All right, we're going to shut him down for, yeah. you know, 2 to 4 weeks and, you know, see if he gets better." But if they're doing further testing, I'm worried about the stability. I'm worried if right. they're considering surgical intervention. Right. Um, to stabilize the ankle. Which and if they very... are, then we're looking at an IR situation. Yes. He's going to be out for a very
0: long yes. time. Which means pick up Whoever the hell is the backup for the Forty ers I think that's Rashim Mosher. Is that him? Rashim Mosher. Isn't it Matt Breida? Matt Breida. All right. Street Breida. Street Bre. Mouth Breida. That's right. Because right, he had. Uh, that's why I get confused. Because he had like three or four carries last week, and the other guy had like eleven. But still, fantasy relevant players there. They're going to be getting the uptick in carries. Absolutely. Moving down the list. Uh, we have Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon on the other end of the spectrum. So we said we're going more severe to less severe. Yep
1: So Joe Mixon suffered a lateral ankle sprain um, Reports are that he had some mild swelling. He looks okay. He had an MRI and they said quote all good. Sigh. Okay, so <laughs> sigh of relief yeah. for Joe Mixon owners. Um, looks all so good, meaning that dirtbags
0: nope. banking on Gio Bernard getting mm, you the win this week.
1: Yeah, eh. everyone's like, eh, I can pick up Gio Go Bernard, hard. and nothing's gonna change. Joe Mixon's gonna play this week. I'd say I'm ninety percent sure. Ninety percent he to play this week because he has a grade one ankle sprain. They're going to manage it throughout this throughout the uh, week. They only said he has mild swelling, bruising looked okay, no ligament damage. They're going to rehab him. He's going to you know be limited in practice, but he said all good. Um, they said all good. I feel like he's going to be playing on Sunday. All right. Um, look for some yeah, maybe look for some compensatory yeah. issues, but I, I think it'll be fine. Yeah,
0: I mean he might have to kind of ramp his workload back up, but yeah, it sounds like he's going to play. He seems like he's going to practice, mm-hmm. and these are. Much easier to rehab than, say, a high ankle sprain, or right. you know, it's 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 just much a different injury. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah,
1: it's the it's the injury where you roll where you right. roll your ankle, classic and you roll your foot inwards, classic inside the, the ankle. I'm sure most people out there listening have had one of these before. They suck. They're painful, right. but if it's but a you can, if get, it's,
0: you can get back on your feet pretty quick.
1: Yeah, if it's a low grade uh, sprain, he should be okay. Um, I see him playing this week. Um, no long term flags. I give you. You said ninety percent. What's that? i i 'm giving them you know what with the ankle lateral ankle sprain um, short term short term return to sport. I'm gonna go one thousand one hundred twenty-five red flags. One thousand one hundred twenty-five red flags. Just because I don't know, like they, they might not play in this week. You yeah. know, like it depends. If he's if he goes in on Friday and he's like he's still in some pain and right. he's uh, he's it's a little limited. Yeah. It's week one. They yeah. want to think about the long term. They got a good backup in Gio Bernard. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it the the lowest amount of red flags I've given so far.
0: There you go. That's fair. Reasonable.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not too concerned. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be rolling out uh, and taped up for this week.
0: Today's show is not brought to you by White Claw.
1: Yeah, there's been a national shortage apparently of, uh, of White Claws, and they're absolutely running out of supply. It's
0: completely unsurprising because definitely that not our fault. Shit Could it is be delicious. Could it be well, our fault? I wish it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wish we contributed, but um, so this week we got the Miller High Life. Rolling. Miller High Life. Feeling pretty
0: good about it. Feeling pretty good about mm-hmm. it. You know, With champagne and beers. Champagne and beers. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Getting into the meat and potatoes of today's segment, we have. A myriad of clavicular injuries Mm -hmm. All the way from the sternum Sternoclavicular joint Fractures of the clavicle All the way to the AC joint Mm -hmm. of the shoulder We're going to start Just like uh, with the ankle injuries We're going to go most severe to least severe sound?
1: so I I think that sounds great Because this is our main story of the night right now And this is what everyone
0: wants to hear about Everybody wants to hear about
1: Tyreek Hill Alright, Tyreek Hill uh, Suffered a sternoclavicular joint dislocation.
0: Okay? Meaning that joint is basically right on your chest bone. It's where your collarbone meets your... You know, right your in your sternum, right in your chest plate, your breastplate there.
1: All right. So Tyree Kill suffered this injury as he was being tackled, and he landed right on the point of his shoulder. And typically when we hear about these injuries, we think clavicle fracture right. or AC joint separation right. or AC joint sprain. Right. Um, Tyree Kill's injury is really unique, and it's really interesting. And I was, like, really very geeking right. out about this. I mean, um, while it is a super rare and super scary injury, yeah. um, it's very interesting. Um I mean, context, he was rushed to the hospital immediately after the injury. Exactly. So basically, there are two types of sternoclavicular joint dislocations. They can move forward or anterior or they can move backwards, meaning posterior. Most are posterior, or most are anterior, I'm sorry. Most are anterior dislocations. Usually they are alleviated with a, uh, a reduction under anesthesia, meaning that uh, a, a surgeon actually right. pushes it back put in you place, under and puts you under put anesthesia and pushes it back in place. Now, if you have a posterior dislocation, which is much more rare, this is actually a limb-threatening and life-threatening right. injury. So
0: think about what is behind your sternum. There's a reason why that is such a hard and like thick. It's your breastbone. Bone, it's your breastbone, it covers your heart and it mm-hmm. covers your lungs and it covers a bunch of other vital things that you need to survive. So, right. thinking about his clavicle shooting backwards into his chest cavity, you yeah. can imagine why they went to go to the hospital to make sure that again, this is beyond football. This, mm-hmm. this is truly like a, you know, like Kramer said, right. could have been a life threatening injury. Absolutely. God it's not
1: Those structures behind that area, for those who don't know, we got your subclavian artery that could have been affected. Sounds we got important. your aorta, which is a major artery exiting the heart. And we have your trachea, we have your esophagus, those vital right. organs that are essential so to eat food eating, and breathe, breathing. Basically. Okay, So if your clavicle penetrates one of those things, like a sword piercing, a, a, a beanbag, right. you're in some serious trouble. Yeah. So Props to the medical staff of the Chiefs for immediately recognizing what props, this was props. and taking him to the hospital right away because totally. there's only one other reported posterior sternoclavicular dislocation in professional football. One. One. There's was only it? one. And you know what it was? It I'm was- dying to know. Danny Amendola. Danny Slamendola. <laughs> Danny Amendola in 2012, in 2012 suffered the same injury, wow. and he's the only other person in professional God. elite sports to suffer this kind of injury. We normally see it in, like, car accidents, yeah. right? We don't exactly. see this kind of thing in professional sports. It's super rare. So I dug into the research again.
0: Dig
1: in. I dug in, man. And you, know what I found? and you know what I found? I found a case study of a NFL player in 2012 who suffered the same injury. You don't and, say. And his rehab. And you know who it was? It was Danny Amendola. Now, they couldn't say it in the research, but right. they said it was a player, and they had pictures of him getting tackled, and he was wearing a Rams helmet, and he was a wide receiver. So
0: we can only assume. We do the math. <laughs> we're <laughs> we not very good at math. it, but we can do that man. You math. know,
1: we're not numbers guys, mm-hmm. but uh, we're numbers guys. All right, so <laughs> Danny Amendola suffered this same injury, and basically what – When, with his return to sport was roughly five weeks, okay? Weeks. But he had to undergo. Uh, he actually waited uh, about 12 hours before uh, really going <gasps> in for diagnostic testing for this because oh, they just thought it was like a, a shoulder yeah, issue. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't. It's such a rare injury. There's only. I, I saw another another fact that I thought was a- astronomical. There's only 120 cases of posterior sternoclavicular dislocations reported in the literature overall. Wow. Only 120 cases like reported. That's
0: crazy in the bizarre. You think Ever. just fall a car crash? So that just shows how rare there. it is.
1: And only three percent of these shoulder injuries of in shoulder injuries in football are are these injuries. So it's just like insane. And you Um, think
0: about it too. You think about the the integrity of that joint. It's a really, really strong joint, really stiff ligaments. And that's why it doesn't get injured as often as say the clavicle or the AC joint on the other end of the collarbone.
1: Right. So basically um, what what Danny Amendola's um, recovery looked like was for the first – week or two he actually after a week after surgery he felt pretty good Uh, he said he had minimal pain and discomfort and then two weeks after the injury or two weeks after the surgery and the Mm -hmm. the relocation um he reported Basically, no pain, but was cleared to start some active assistive range of motion drills. Right. And then about uh, three or four weeks out, he started some light uh, TheraBand strengthening of the rotator cuff and the shoulder girdle and some light dumbbells. And then at four weeks, he was cleared to do some return to sport, some really dynamic stabilization and strengthening drills. That's wow. the kind of timeline that Tyreek Hill is looking at right now. We're looking at at least at least. Four weeks before he's cleared to do return to sport right. types of drills because he really needs to build up the dynamic strength and stability of the shoulder after this injury.
0: So to sum it all up, your clavicle is the only true bony attachment to the rest of your axial skeleton, right? That means that it's the only it's the only thing connecting your shoulder to your spine, basically. Your spine, your rib cage, everything else is muscular. Uh, where the club, where the scapula rests, where the shoulder blade rests, is on the back of the rib cage. That's not an actual joint. There's no bone connecting that right. to the rest. It's of your body. It's not a bone to bone. That's right. right. So summing it all up, you know, we're looking at at least four to five weeks before he's back. When did it say when Danny Amendola came back? Did he come back that he season? He came back five
1: weeks later. His, oh yeah, no,
0: he, he came back that season. He played six games after. Remarkable. That. So um,
1: I'm thinking like I'm I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's got to be able to sustain. Grabbing other players, he's got to be able to take uh, Block, c- contested catches, overhead, blocking, and when you think about the uh, the connection of the uh, clavicle to the sternum, that's a ton of force being put through that joint, so he needs to really be strong and ready to go um, at that point. Um, I'm thinking about I'm I'm going to say 5 to 6 weeks. Uh, okay. Danny Amendola was back 5 weeks after the relocation procedure was performed. Right. Uh, under so, anesthesia. Yeah,
0: it just blows my mind. Yeah, it really so
1: does. I mean it, there was no surgery performed. I mean I said surgery before I meant, I meant he was in a surgical center under anesthesia getting this procedure done. He was he was um so he Nothing was repaired, nothing was reconstructed in Danny Amendola's case, which is the, again, we're going off of the only reported case of this so far in the right. NFL. Um, Tyree Kill's situation seems to be the same, um, being that there was no uh, injury risk to uh, integral structures uh, like, the, like the blood vessels and the nerves in that area. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to base it off of Danny Amendola's uh, rehab and timeline. I'm going to say five to six weeks, he'll be back.
0: Five to six weeks? You better pick up Sammy Watkins. So Tyreek Hill is gonna come back this year, most likely barring any you know major setbacks. What does his uh, re-injury risk look like moving forward? Yeah, I
1: mean this is you know he's probably gonna be playing this year, so um, we worry about re-injury, especially after an injury like this. So um, the what the literature says is that twenty-two to hundred percent of these, uh, shoulder injuries re dislocate after reduction under anesthesia, which is what Tyree kill had significant 22 to a hundred percent, big range. And going back to the Danny Amendola case, um, when they did, they did some, uh, uh, did a study on Danny Mandela's his injury history. He actually had a prior injury to his sternoclavicular joint. It wasn't a dislocation, but they found that he had some uh, some cartilage damage and some bruising and some instability in the area prior from a college injury. There you go. So there is a re-injury right there in the only reported Case of sternum pubiculum joints. So, I mean, if you're looking at Tyree Hill and you're worried about injury risk in the future, Maybe, I'd be significantly yeah. injured. Uh, uh, I'd be significantly concerned about this.
0: If you haven't been a keeper league, <laughs> you know. It's it definitely raises some concerns and redislocation. I mean, he might he might need to get a surgery after if he
1: if he gets right. something like that and like a miss a whole and miss a whole season exactly. or or God forbid, have to get something that like Tyler said is a. Uh, is a, is a life-altering situation and a, and a life-threatening situation. It's kind of scary, but um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be worried about his uh, injury risk moving forward. After, Especially if you're in a
0: keeper league or you're banking on him for a deep playoff run. So moving on down the clavicle, we also saw a couple of the significant clavi- uh, clavicular injuries uh, this week. Sure did. Nick Foles, who had a pretty much the same mechanism of injury. He got tackled by two Chiefs linemen and got slammed into the ground. He fractured his clavicle. Yep. You also had uh, Devin Funchess, who was supposed to, you know, he's kind of been, had a so-so NFL career. He was supposed to have an all right season on the Colts this year. Same exact injury, fractured the clavicle. Both of those guys pretty much immediately had surgery on their clavicles. Um, usually in this scenario, they're going to do something called an ORIF, O-R-I-F, open reduction internal fixation. They'll put a plate in the clavicle, or they'll, sometimes they'll, if it's, farther down on the clavicle there's a little bit less blood flow and so they'll do like some sutures and they'll wait for the bone to heal and they'll they'll sew that thing back together but probably in NFL case they're going to they're going to plate it up and put an o-riff in there
1: for sure um, yeah i mean so for nick foles what are we looking at as far as timelines i mean he was already well, placed, on placed
0: on the ir so it's minimum 8 weeks mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it was his non throwing shoulder i believe yep left shoulder you know aaron rodgers had that same injury yeah
1: uh, did he come back that year he did actually he came yeah. back earlier than expected because they were in a playoff race remember right. so it was like the last two games they yeah, needed to win one mean... of those games and they didn't win uh, pretty happy about right, that yeah. personally as a fan you family, love so. that. But so um, family, you know, so. uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you know, forced himself back earlier than uh, what tissue healing timelines would
0: recommend. What would tissue healing timelines recommend, Kramer?
1: As far as a uh, ORIF to the yes. left shoulder and yes. with the risk of being tackled, I mean, I would say... <laughs> a very at, I incredibly mean, high risk. I would say at the least amount, six weeks.
0: Six weeks at least. He's going to be out for eight weeks mm-hmm. minimum on so, the IR. We'll see if the Jags have anything left to play for. Not a totally fantasy-relevant quarterback, but, I mean, you know, he was... But if you have Leonard Fournette or D.D. Sure. Westbrook or some other Jags player who is not those two guys, then, you know, that that <laughs> definitely impacts, that definitely impacts, uh, you know, their fantasy relevance too. So definitely keep an eye on that. If you have Devin Punches, you know, move on. There's plenty of other receivers out there. Absolutely. You never know who's going to pop up. Uh, and then moving even farther down the clavicle. If you don't have a really severe sternoclavicular uh, dislocation, God forbid, posterior, you don't have a fracture of the clavicle or the collarbone, and you don't have surgery on it, usually what happens is uh, you get what's called an acromioclavicular joint sprain. And that is basically where the clavicle actually meets the shoulder blade, right? And the ligaments there get sprained. It's the same mechanism of injury. It just so happens that, you know, maybe slight change in angle or maybe one player fell on you instead of four or... Mm -hmm. Joe Hayden sprained his AC joint. He's a cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just got signed to a big deal. His timeline for return is much less, but it's still not an easy injury to play through, especially if you're tackling people, you're falling all over the ground. Because Absolutely. if you land on that shoulder, God, that's yeah. painful.
1: And like mechanism as far as, you know, stressing the AC joint, you know, anything below shoulder height, uh, reaching across your body, right. pulling players while you're reaching across your body, trying reaching to tackle players. Or, is, it is extremely painful. That yeah. is putting that AC joint at, uh, extreme stresses. Right. So, um, I mean, in the clinical world, the, stre- the the stress test we do for it is literally pulling the arm across the body right. or having someone pull their elbow right. out against our arm. So, yeah. it's, a, uh, it's, it's a tough injury to come back. It's painful. Um, it heals up, but it, it does take some time.
0: Usually two to four weeks, though. For grade one. Yeah. If uh, you have the Steelers' defense and you just watch them get slaughtered by the Patriots on Sunday night, then... You know, you probably already dropped them, and you're not really too concerned about Joe Hayden's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go to the lines. We have a caller from. Uh, looks like he's from Murray Hill, New York. Murray Hill, New York City. That is the White Claw capital of the world. White Ooh. Claw and
1: Patagonia capital. <laughs> <of the
0: world. laughs> it's true. Uh, who are we talking to? You're on the line. Hey, boys. This is uh,
1: Dick Summers here. Oh, Dick Dick Summers. Summers. I see Dick Summers the third on your on your calling uh, icon. I mean, any relation to Todd Gurley the third? Distant
2: cousin of mine. Distant distant cousin of mine. Uh, I have a I have a question for you guys. I'm in a uh, a deep league, 14 man league, run by a complete jackass commissioner, Bills fan, (laughs) and. We're familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's a a lost soul. Now, my question is I have Darius Geis as my number two running back, drafted and go as planned. Uh, I see he might be out for a few weeks. What is the extent of his injury? I hear it's on the opposite knee of where he had surgery.
0: Interesting. interesting. Thank you for the call. Great call. We're going to get to that for a second here I thought he was going to go to uh, substance abuse and things like that talking about Bill's fans but oh, well,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: yeah that's a really that's good a, that's a whole question. other
1: segment <laughs> whole other issue to talk about
0: well anytime you're talking about a meniscus injury it could range anywhere from god two weeks to six, six eight
1: six twelve depends on what they have done right. I mean if, if they're getting an MRI done on his knee uh, this Monday I believe and we're going to know uh, further details about it but right, right now we're no He's dealing with a meniscus injury. Uh, he's out for at least a few weeks. Right. Um, if if they have to go in arthroscopically to clean it out, uh, Dick Summers the third. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a conservative estimate of return to sport at. 4 weeks.
0: 4 weeks is very yeah, that's a very uh, ag- aggressive. If
1: they just cl- if they just clean it out and it's just a meniscus clean out, yeah. I am going to be uh, I'm going to say 4 weeks as the soonest that he returns
0: that's, to sport. That's that's best case scenario, 4 weeks soonest I would say. You know, if it's a more serious tear, if he's got a bucket handle tear, if he's got, if they got to really do some serious yeah. uh, you know that could really affect his agility and you know his ability to play and yeah. really the longevity of his career. Yeah. So. I mean,
1: we can talk about the vascular zones of the meniscus here too. We can get a little medical here. We can talk about. No, I'd
2: rather not talk about the vascular <laughs> uh, zones. Let's not get too medical here. Uh, what I do want to talk about is waiver wire additions potentially. Uh, I know mm. that one of the doctors here is an expert in the um, the child abuser from formerly from Minnesota. And while he has some character flaws, I know Kramer has always been in his corner. Uh, what are your thoughts on picking up Adrian oh, Peterson uh, as, allegedly as a potential replacement? Well, I'm obviously going to
0: let Kramer take this one. So go ahead, bud.
1: You know, uh, if we're going to take uh, personal issues aside, um, Adrian Peterson would be an excellent replacement this ah, week. Wow! Excellent ah. replacement this week. I mean, in ESPN leagues, he's uh, you know he's uh, predicted to score around 10 points. He's going to he is going to come out a blazing this week. He is going to come out a, a Guns a-blazing, because he is angry after that yep. healthy scratch. Do you think he'll come out swinging this week? Uh, <laughs> one might say, yes. Um, in the football sense, purely, of course. Ah, yes.
0: Well, AP, you know he's he's known to like break off those freak like 150 yard, three touchdown games. I mean, you know it's worth a shot. At least if you're going week to week for your RB two, then. You know he's definitely worth the pick up.
1: I mean, we saw what he did last year. He had some great runs last year. He looked like he had, he definitely still had some, uh, some juice left in the tank. Hasn't had really any workload left this, uh, this preseason. I'm sure he's going to say he's feeling, he's feeling ready to go. Ready to roll. Explosive back, quick, um, not fast but quick. You know. Um, How I've, is his current relationship with his son?
0: Th- Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right, we got to move on here. It's time Woo. for the rundown. Let's run down the list of guys in the league. You know, fantasy relevant. Let's talk about their injuries. Everybody got a little banged up in week sure. one. It tends to be how it is. Um, start off with the heavy hitters first. Julio Jones undisclosed wrist injury. He said it was wrapped in practice. I do not believe he practiced today. He's got a questionable diagnosis right now. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Vikings beat up on the Falcons. You know, that, that stuff happens. Yeah, it happens. You uh, that's, purple Her- people eaters. Harrison baby. Smith
1: put a serious hit on Julio that game, and uh, yeah. that might have been from that because I remember Julio getting up a little slowly after yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a little wrist injury. He's going to play.
0: He's going to play. Sterling Shepard in the concussion protocol. If you're the Giants, I mean, God. <laughs> When it
1: rains, it pours, you right? You might as well just,
0: like, give I mean, up now.
1: They just, had 12 players on their injury report, and this was, is the one that we could actually yeah. talk about. Like, <laughs> my my lord, this is this is yeah. looking dire for the New York really, Giants. Really,
0: like, who the hell is he going to throw to besides Saquon and but, Evan Ingram? You know, you, Evan you, Ingram had a killer game. And Saquon, Saquon had, is, a, is a freak. He's a freak. So if you have one of those two guys, you're sitting pretty. Greg Olson, old man Olson, Carolina Panthers tight end. Looks like he is trying to play this week. He's coming back from a lower back injury. Whatever. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield uh, apparently bruised his wrist.
1: I mean, I can't believe this is even on the injury report. Oh, a, a, a bruise? Are you kidding this me? This is just
0: like, like, like classic. What,
1: I mean, what? They they lose one game. Baker's in all these commercials on our NFL right. Sunday ticket. And, like, you know, now we're talking about a, a bruised wrist. Maybe he can't do that lawnmower right. pulling commercial <laughs> anymore know, where, he's, where he's mowing the lawn of, uh, of the Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah. I gotta, all right. Enough of Baker. Enough right? of
0: Baker. I'm tired of talking about them. And uh, finally on the list, we have Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver... Little, little Pittsburgh work. Steelers. Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. Juju, the heavy hitter on, uh, yeah. on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He went now in that, a lot of round twos this Now that Antonio Pinch Brown, Brown ain't there anymore, and we know what's going on with oh. Antonio Brown. Antonio
0: Brown, I don't want to talk about that scumbag. All right, but Juju Smith-Schuster, a toe injury. Toe I'm, injury. I'm a little worried about this. A little bit. Toe injuries for wide receivers. We saw with A.J. Green that nagged him his whole freaking yep. career. He now had surgery on the toe. Yep, and Juju. Julio Jones, yep. same thing. He had toe injuries, right? Did he have toe surgery too? Julio. Julio. I think so. Yeah. I think
1: so. So yeah. Um, Juju was a little worried about this. He had an X ray. X rays were negative. Um, so no fracture there. No fracture. Yeah. But when you hear toe, you think. What do you think? When you I think- hear
0: toe, I think uh oh. We I think, say,
1: "Uh oh, turf toe." Stay
0: the hell away. Uh-oh, you can't now because you already drafted him. But
1: uh, you gotta draft him. You gotta start him if he's playing. Right. But a turf toe injury can linger. All it takes is one of those little toe tapping one end zone catches taps, to flare it back up.
0: One crazy plant, one crazy hit. You know, it we should really create a hit.
1: turf toe brace.
0: We should. Oh my god, we don't have to do this podcast anymore. Oh my
1: god, <laughs> that'd be amazing. But we just set it on here, and now someone can hear it, and then they can take our idea.
0: Intellectual property. Yeah, it's ours. Well, Kramer. Before we talk about what we learned today, I want to tell you what I learned this weekend.
1: What did you learn this weekend? I I think you had a pretty good weekend. I had an uh, amazing
0: weekend with my friends from the Bills Eagles Alliance. I wore a Nathan Peterman jersey to the Bills Jets game at MetLife Stadium this weekend. First in
1: our heart, third on the death chart.
0: I got to say, I have never met bigger group of mouth breathers my entire life than the New York Jets fan base wow I mean you come here for hot takes just like but that's a hot take I thought Eagles fans were bad I thought Bills fans were bad I thought Giants fans were bad I thought Cowboys fans were the absolute worst and then I ran into Steelers fans and Steelers fans just like fucking yinzers like I couldn't take it but I'd like to remind everyone this is coming from an Eagles fan I'm an Eagles fan that's why I say the Eagles first (laughs) (laughs) but Jets fans like
1: god so what was what was so bad about Like, what was your experience? So I've been to Vikings-Jets games, but it was really, like, nothing to it. It wasn't it's a divisional like, rivalry. It was, like, yeah, fun. It's so, like, like if this is a Jets-Bills rivalry. This is a big— this is Obviously, a
0: big like, I have a Nathan Peterman jersey on. Like, obviously, it's a fucking joke. Like, relax. If I had a dollar for every— You're If nice. I had a dollar for every Jets fan that got in my face for wearing a Nathan Peterman jersey, like—
1: Wow. I could probably
0: like pay Le'Veon Bell to be my running back and start him. Wow, like, it was, really? Yeah. It, so,
1: you were, you were, so you were hearing it.
0: Now, yeah. you were hearing it. I mean, it. granted, I did throw some peanuts at some of those fans, and I yelled ah, some expletives so at them. Little, but little, little instigation with, as well. You know, when you're slapping the fireball bag, uh, you know, stuff just kind of happens. So well,
1: Slapping the fireball bag, I mean, that's going to start off the day right there. It's never
0: a good start when you start drinking fireball whiskey at 9 a.m.
1: But what, what, what a game of uh, Division Three football we had there, oh the uh, the Bills and the, and the Jets.
0: True, 17-16, you know, missed extra points, all of it. Oh, it was man. just, it was classic. It's a good, clean game of football really right there. Anyways, what do we learn today? Darius Geis is the injury machine. Uh, Tevin Coleman, definitely keep an eye on him. He seems like he's going to be out for a while. Hopefully he's yeah. nothing too serious.
1: Yeah, but a high ankle sprain He's going to be out for a while um, I, I mean, we packed a lot in there About Tyreek Hill And that injury A very rare injury But some interesting To talk about very, And learn very about Very, very
0: interesting Especially in the rehab world Totally That's why we had to jump on that You mm-hmm. never really see that uh, Clavicle injuries They suck There's they really sure nothing do. good about them But it happens a lot in the NFL mm-hmm. And uh, Baker Mayfield yeah. yeah, I mean, just like I'm very unimpressed. Again, I'm done talking about him. Very unimpressed.
1: I mean, he's got to, he's got to prove some before he before he uh, earns earns my commercial uh, time. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week for week two and more juicy fantasy football injuries. Kramer, any closing remarks? Jimmy Eat World to take you out. <laughs>